0: Welcome to A Better Way Podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another, because together. We can find a better way. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of a better way podcast. Today, I am joined by Susie Flores of Built Virtual. Susie is actually a teacher turned entrepreneur. She was able to leave her full time teaching job earlier well, I guess it was last year, right at the end of last year, Um, and is now entering her first school year, not as a teacher, but as a social media manager. So welcome, Susie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And just a little bit of background for our audience. I actually met Susie because we both did Helen Peterson's uh, VA Bootcamp and then Mastermind. Um, Helen was an earlier guest on the podcast. And Susie and I connected. And Susie and I work together actually on a few clients now. And she is. A rock star social media manager, but is also just an amazing mom and mompreneur. Susie and I have calls every week, and we joke that they're like glorified playdates for our kids. Um, and so, I'm so excited to have her on because I feel like she has actually traveled the journey that so many uh, members of our community have, um, and recently. And so, she's got a lot of insights to share. Also, she's in the world of social media marketing and management, which is a hot topic for a lot of businesses. So I think that you'll learn a lot from today's episode. So, so excited to have you. Um, you. Susie, yeah. for anyone, anything else you want to say before we jump into the conversation?
1: No, I was just going to say that it's um, a weird time um, sending our kids back to school in these weeks that we are. And um, the being the first time ever that I've been able to take my kids to school myself because My husband was always having to do that since I had to be at school so early. So it's been just a really fun, exciting journey. Um, And this fall is just exciting for me.
0: Yes, that's amazing. Um, So actually, did you, when you first became a teacher, and you got like your first few years of teaching in your belt. Did you know right away you wanted to do something different? Or has this been a slow evolution from being a teacher to exploring or dabbling in entrepreneurship and then finally making the leap full-time?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, I think a lot of teachers choose teaching as their degree because they think this is the best way to spend time with my kids because I'll have summers and holidays. And it is, it's a great way. But as so many people will tell you, teachers are incredibly overworked. Um, They are exhausted. And um, so I would say it did, it was a slow evolution. Like I, um, when I first had my daughter, I realized how badly I wanted to be home with her. And so that was just like the first um, step in this journey for me is just realizing that um, babies don't keep. And so I was missing moments while I was in the classroom waiting for her to turn four and five years old to be in the classroom with me. And um and then later on, even now that she's school age, I'm realizing that if I was when I was still teaching, I was missing even still moments with her because I was constantly doing things for school and feeling tired. And when I came home, I was burnt out. And so I didn't spend good time with her. I was spending exhausted time with her and she was over emotional. Because she wasn't staying at school from seven thirty until or from eight to three like a regular, you know, school kid. She was there from seven thirty until five because her mom was teaching and had to get her schoolwork done. And even at five o'clock, um, leaving or picking my daughter up at five o'clock, I was one of the ones that left early. So there are teachers that don't either have kids or they're older and they are grandparents, and so they don't have to go home to their kids that were staying. And you kind of lose, um. Just some reputation there, trying to balance motherhood and teaching. And it's just a constant battle. So it was an evolution. Um, In the past few years, I realized um, that I didn't have to be tied to this thing that I went to school for. I could um, make another
0: life for myself. And that's kind of where it birthed from. I love it. I love it. And so you made the transition, and something I'd love to, I think so many moms struggle with, well, how do I make the, the transition? When is the right time? So you had mentioned that this is a slow evolution. And just for listeners, Susie has a daughter who's four and a son who's, oh my gosh, is he 11 months now? He's 11 months, almost one years old, one year oh old. Oh my goodness. Um, and so- she, when I say like, she's in the thick of it, she's in the thick of it. And I know, cause we have babies two months apart. So she's gone through becoming an entrepreneur at the same time that she birthed a child. And so is that something that heading into, was it this pregnancy that really spurred you wanting to seek something else? Or what was that pivotal moment that you finally was like, okay, I'm going to make the leap. I'm going to make this happen.
1: Yeah. So I would say three years ago, I had an idea for a business and, um, And just the idea of the having a business in itself um, sparked like a million ideas for me. And I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to is that once you have an idea for a business or once you have the idea to start a business yourself um, and you gain the courage, it's something that you can't really put to the side. And so for all of 2019, I, um like it happened, I, the dream I had was right at the beginning of 2019 and every night that I was rocking Grayson or that I was trying to, um, you know, go to sleep, I would have not only the one dream of the business that I originally had, but like ways that I would eventually grow that business, Um, more business ideas. I would come out of my daughter's room <laughs> at night and tell Brandon like four new business ideas that I had in the suite husband I have would just nod (laughs) and be like let's do one like which one should we do and either they would just not we didn't have like the right connections to start these businesses or we couldn't figure out the time or the startup money for it so in 2020 I got to a point where I was almost exhausted of all of the ideas that I had and not really having the um I didn't know how to start them Um, I just kind of decided that I would declare over 2020 that it was just going to be a year of rest and that I wasn't going to try and pursue all of these things and try and make these connections and push it. And that's when the pandemic happened. And so I think that it was kind of just um, a a real way for me to like lean into my pregnancy, spend time with my daughter who was home with me now because we were teaching from home. And just um, thank goodness because I didn't know what was coming. Um, In the fall, once I had Wells, I found the business of virtual assistant. I found Helen Peterson's bootcamp. My sister introduced it to me and I realized that it was a way to start a business that was low cost startup wise and it would have high flexibility as far as where I was working and when I was working. Um, and and it was um, a not a big risk. So if I started it and I it didn't work out, then it was fine, I was still teaching um and i could try something else later but it was a good place to start and it re it made me realize that i do have passion in social media i can remember for years just being excited about doing um instagram and making people's my, making my grid look pretty which was silly and i felt embarrassed to say it but that's a real job for people and being a content creator is something that people really need and so i didn't realize that that was a business and it is and i'm I'm doing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I want to dive into the social media in a second because you're so right. It, it, people need it. It's funny. I had a, just, I had a market research call with a business this morning. Um, not a prospective client, but informing some offers that I'm working on. And she was like, you know, I've tried to get followers on Instagram and I tried to get my teenage kids to help me on TikTok and this and that. And I was like, social media is a full-time job these days. You can't just dabble in it. That's not where you're going to get growth. And you have to be really strategic and thoughtful about the content. And you do exactly that. I mean, I, I work with you on brands and you're doing that every single day, but, um, you do have a true talent and passion. So I want to talk about that in a second, but what I want to zero in on is how you had a new baby and you were doing you started to dabble in this, meaning you got clients and you were doing this work part time in addition to your two full-time jobs because teaching and mom life is full-time job. Um, how did you one balance it and then two finally get scale it to the point where you felt comfortable leaving your job? And I say that because I think so many moms are in that messy middle and it's so easy to just stop and not get over that hump. So how did you get over that hump?
1: It was not easy. I have always been a night owl, so I knew that if I needed to start this business, that I would have to to do some um some night shifts, I guess, for um for my business. And honestly, um even though I would consider myself a great teacher in that I made wonderful relationships, I would say that some of my days teaching, I was tired and I wasn't giving a hundred percent um in both areas. And then some of my days with my kids too at home like i was tired and i can't say that i did all my best momming but um it is messy um and i started out slow so when i first realized that this is sustainable and like clients will come brennan and i were already talking before i was making real money about me staying home and about um making this a full-time thing and i think once i got that second client i realized I'm not going to really be able to put all of my balls in this court and see what I can do with it if I'm still teaching. Um, Once I do make the time for it and I am able to, then I will realize what I can do. And if it, again, if it fails, then I can always go back to teaching. So many people have said that you can always just go back to teaching, but I really don't think that that's a place I'll ever be because um, like I said, when you're an entrepreneur, you have that in your heart. Like it's a it's a fire in you. And so I've kind of come to the point where like, if this doesn't work out in this way that I'm doing it, then I'm going to like drive it in a different way. And, um, I'm going to be a business owner. That's just kind of the person that I've become. And it's something that's, it's a passion.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think so many people get stuck too on the fact that if they leave their current job and they try this and they fail, there's nothing else out there, but The reality is a lot of things fail and it's not a guaranteed success. You've made it successful, which is amazing. But I think for people who are like waiting to take the leap, it's like, there are so many, I hate, I actually hate to say this because it probably seems like I'm making light of it, but there are so many ways to make money. And if this didn't work out, you would find a different way. Even if it didn't, it meant not going back to teaching. And I think part of it is, I think you had mentioned you had to get over that, like, okay, I'm not going to use my degree. I'm going to do something else. And there's people that can be like judgy or like question that decision in your life. But if you have confidence in yourself, you'll figure it out for you and your family. Obviously not for anyone who's listening. Don't want to put yourself in a position where you can't, you know, have the roof over your head and the food you need on the table. But, um, I think that there are ways to be creative, to give yourself space to go for something, um, and then, you know, have it you know if that doesn't work out have backup plans um exactly.
1: i i'll even speak to that a little more brandon and i once we decided that i would not go back to teaching um it was so deep in me to start the business that i had even i remember there being a night where i was like even if i can't get enough clients by the time i stop getting paid teaching i can i would be even willing to like wait tables a couple of nights a week or and Brandon would say too like I would even be able to go do this night job or this other part-time thing just yeah. until we get enough like enough clients for me to to um to make enough for us for us as a family for our budget and so it is it's a it's a hard pill to swallow um thinking like oh I spent all that money on my degree but I also don't want to be tied to that just because that's not Mm -hmm. That wasn't the original plan. Like we're humans. We're allowed to change our plans. We're allowed to make a new or have a new idea. And um, just because we we went to school for something doesn't mean we have or even because that's what it looked like for someone else. Maybe someone was a teacher forever. Just because some teachers teach their entire lives doesn't mean I have to teach my entire life. I think I taught nine great years in the classroom and loved it. And now I'm excited to spend the next however many years being a business owner. Like I don't know what the future holds, but I know that I was given this dream and that like I had to see what, what it
0: would come from it. Yes, I love all of that. It's so, so true. Um, Josh and I talked about the same thing. Like if we couldn't make ends meet with my consulting work, which thankfully we have been able to like there's no reason I can't go get a part-time job to do something, but it allows me more space to pursue this. Um, in total side note, this is me going on like a tangent, but, um, I say my husband and I both worked in higher education. I worked in an in, in-house agency while I was getting my MBA at night and we joke, um, he very much believes in the degree and I do too, to some extent, I mean, I have an MBA too, but I swear that a lot of the education you get in college is more the social experience than it is the actual classes you're sitting in. Because my undergrad is in business marketing, my MBA business with a concentration marketing. I've worked in advertising agencies and marketing my entire life. I can tell you nothing I learned in the classrooms is what I use every day. It is interacting with people. It is relationships. It is like social skills. It is listening skills. And so it's so funny that you mentioned that about your degree. And, you know, it is, multi thousands of dollars, um, probably six figures for most people today. Um, but I do think that like college is actually about so much more than just the classroom. So you've probably gotten a lot out of it that you're using today that we don't even realize, but
1: exactly. any- I would say that even goes for teaching as well. Like I can't. I took some great classes and I had some good teachers, but I can't really point to one specific class that I was like, this is, what, well, maybe one specific class that this is what I used in the classroom. And the one that it was, was not about, you know, education. It was just about like social interactions with families in, in the classroom. So yeah. it doesn't always, I agree. I, it's, we don't have to put all of our weight in college. Um, and that, you know, that's
0: not the end all be all. Yeah, no, I agree. So, okay. So you started, you took Helen's course when, mind me, when you started Helen's course, did you know you wanted to go into social media or were you going more general, like virtual assistant? It was more general. Yeah, so it was definitely more general.
1: I, um, she talked a lot about choosing one specific niche and I didn't know really what what I liked. And I wanted to try all of the things. Um, I, I realized later that you can't really try all of the things. You can't have like all of these clients doing random things because um, it's just too much to juggle. But I, I knew that I wanted something that was um, a higher, she always talked about higher ticket items um, or higher ticket services. And that was something that I cared about. But it wasn't until she said um, that you need to you need to just zero in on a niche. She said that to me specifically that I realized, okay, well, I've loved doing Instagram and making my personal like Instagram feed pretty and fun for years. Like, why wouldn't I offer that to people? And then she even said, like, choose a target audience too. And like, I have a real passion for like people or just like decorating and home stuff. So that's that's my target audience. If I can't be the person to go into. Um, people's homes and decorate because I didn't get an interior design degree, maybe I can help them make their Instagram feeds look really good and help them make sales and um, grow their businesses in that way. And I can still enjoy the, I can live vicariously through them and their design process. I love it. So what does your day
0: look like as a social media manager?
1: My day-to-day as a social media manager mostly looks like um, a lot of motherhood with like my phone hidden behind me and um, sneaking things up Um, on my screen whenever the kids are um, playing or busy. And then late nights of planning um, social media for the clients that I have. Um, We've had kind of a tricky start with school starting back. Um, We've already been quarantined once because too many teachers had COVID, Um, but we're back in school. And so maybe this will be the first real week (laughs) that I will know what a social media manager life looks like with kids in school, but um, I'd love to say that like I have Tuesdays, I plan for this client and on Wednesdays I plan for this client. but um, really, I feel like I'm still in the beginning stages of the business, even though it's been successful. I'm still trying to figure out that groove. and um, and I'm trying to find grace in that and be okay with the fact that it doesn't look the same every week. And I don't know that it ever will as a mom. Um, it's just a matter of getting into those
0: routines and taking it one step at a time. Okay, so two things I want to call out for our listeners who are listening is one, I totally agree with Susie in that there's no like even if someone asked me to describe my typical day like it's impossible. There's no typical day. Every day is different. We don't have you just kind of are doing triaging what you need to do right then and there. But when she says she's in the early stages of her business, I disagree. Susie has been working with me on a client for almost three months now. Not even three months. In the last two months, we've had our highest months in sales yet, and we've increased our followers on Instagram, I think it's by like almost 40%. um, And the engagement is high. The referrals from social media for sales are high. um, The amount of partnerships and collaborations we've gotten. So I just want to call out that Susie is not giving herself enough credit. (laughs) She is an established business, but I do think as an entrepreneur, it sometimes feels like you're never there because there's always that next level you want to get to. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think? So I I think time, you and I talk a lot about this, like that is one of the biggest challenges that we've experienced in our journeys. Like there's so much we want to do, but having the time to do it is really difficult. We've also talked a little about like personally about like client boundaries and, um, you know, knowing when to provide exceptional service, but then also knowing when to like, not like kill yourself. And that's really hard, especially in a service-based business, like what you have, um, are there any other big challenges that you've experienced in your journey that you're, you've are you worked to overcome or are overcoming currently um, since becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I would just say that time management is something that I'm having to reteach myself um, because it looks different than it did in classroom where certain times were scheduled for me and I had things that I had to do. Um, you know, there were just tasks that were required of me and they, they kind of set that side of time um aside for me and if not then i had to do it stay after school and do it um and i had childcare for that but now um i kind of just am working to to find those times and to be okay with the unexpected like late nights when my baby won't sleep or whenever he wakes up from his nap earlier than expected and um in the middle of a call and um it's an it's a a balance of like finding the time for it um and then just being okay with the time not being exactly right because um when it comes down to it like yes i obviously all of my clients are going to have their social media planned for them and all of their posts are going to come up and all of their you know all of their work is going to get done but it might be that i only have scheduled for them tomorrow you know that i can only do so much. um, And I can be okay with that. That's like the biggest hurdle right now for me is like last night I planned to work for two hours before going to bed and my son didn't sleep a lick. And so we just were up all night long. And, and I would love to say that he like just sat here and watched me work, but he like crawls over my laptop and it just doesn't look the way that, that you think it will look all the time. And that's been the biggest, um, just like lesson for me is just being okay with that. Like, if I don't get it scheduled or if the work doesn't get done tonight in the morning, I'll just do it while he's climbing on me and it's fine. It's going to be okay. And it's just social media. Like it is their work and I am going to do the client work, but it's just Instagram. And so if it doesn't get posted at 10 AM, it might get posted at ten
0: thirteen, and it's going to be okay. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And I think probably like your clients as much as we want to provide exceptional client service like your clients probably don't even notice you're noticing more and i know this because you'll bring things to my attention i'm like oh, that's fine totally cool <laughs> i do that yes <laughs> i wouldn't have even noticed right <laughs> um i should note mention for our listeners too susie helps Danielle and i oh. with um, some of our social media for a better way too and that's why our feed looks so pretty lately um so many thanks to susie for that but um i I don't know if you feel comfortable digging into this because this is something that's actually like of interest to me recently and you and I have talked a lot about this personally off the podcast is how it is so challenging being a mom and an entrepreneur and I love that you're leaning into giving yourself grace and knowing that it's going to look different and that it's not all going to be buttoned up but man it is really hard sometimes and i think so often especially on social media it can be made to look effortless or like you have so much time and you have time to do all the things. But just like you said, like I have not been the best mom lately. I've not been the best spouse. I've not been the best. um con- I think I actually probably lean into like being a stronger consultant for my clients because I'm like, it's that pressure, that external pressure but it's impossible to do all the things all the time. And you, it's very, I find myself often feeling like I'm not doing a good enough job in any of the places. And so you, can you talk a little bit more? Is there anything else that you have either experienced or that you put into practice, um, to kind of get out of that mindset aside from no, like you kind of talked about, like just giving yourself grace and knowing that it's not saving lives, but, Has there been any other practices that you put in place each day just to balance yourself and to give yourself confidence and to ground yourself in your business and in your mom role
1: yeah i would say that as a virtual assistant it is as a person and a mom and a woman i feel and just a human right now and in the day that we live in it's so vital to put your phone down and to put your laptop away and just like be intentional about that and so that is something I definitely make an effort to do, um, you know, just like with everything that we're talking about, I'm not great at it, but there are um, days where we're going to go to church or we're going to go out to eat. And Brandon's like, are you going to bring your phone? And I'm like, I'm actually not going to bring my phone because even as much as I want to say, like, I won't look at it for work purposes, I will look at it and I will try and respond to messages that don't need to be responded to right away. So just leaving my phone at home or even just leaving it in the car when we go in somewhere has been like a game changer. Um, if I, if I consistently do it, if I, Um, tell myself that I need my phone, then I'm going to be working in the car on the way to places and not engaging with my kids. So that's just one like small thing that I've um, done because otherwise I'm just going to be working constantly and I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. turn it off. So another thing that I um, do that I didn't realize until um, one of my clients asked me this week is, um, she said, do you get notifications on your phone for every single one of your clients? And I said, no, (laughs) like, it's okay to turn your notifications off. Like I I've, I i have don't think I've had mine on in years and I don't realize that like a lot of people do leave their like all of their social media notifications on their phone and I have all of that turned off so that I'm not getting those like alerts unless I'm inside the app, which mm-hmm. is a lot. I'm in there a lot. Um, It's embarrassing to get those um, iPhone updates each week that is like your screen time this week was 48 hours a day. <laughs>
0: but like- I know.
1: <laughs> I, um, if I- I don't have the notifications on. So for someone that might, um, need some, some boundaries, that's just one step. I think, um, that's helpful is to turn your notifications for your social media off because otherwise it's popping up constantly. You can't control what all is going to come up, especially, um,
0: when you're working from, from your phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you literally like answered a question I was going to ask was like, do you struggle with that in the screen time? Because I even do, and I don't do the social media management for my clients, but just checking in on success of metrics and checking the insights and stuff. It's so easy to get pulled in, so easy. Do you actually still use social media for yourself personally, in addition to professionally, or you like do you use it less personally because you're on it so much for clients?
1: I would say I still use it myself um, just as much. It's hard, just like I don't know if any business owners can relate to this. Um, but it's really hard for me to do my own business social media because I'm having to like think through the back end of it. Like what, who is my ideal audience? And then what do they want to be seen post like posted? It's easier for me to think of that for my clients. So I would say for my business, it's kind of like I'm winging it, but for my personal one, it's still just like a creative outlet for me. And it's fun for me to like, um make my grid pretty and to post photos of my kids and to write like quippy captions or like post stories of um like me getting coffee with friends i don't know for my personal one it's still just um i really do get enjoyment out of it for my business one i would say like i'm almost ready to hire my own social media manager no it's so
0: true so Deanna Mason, who has been on our podcast, I know you know a lot about her, Susie, because I've just shared with you personally, like my experience working with her, she has this great quote and it's like, you can't read the label from inside the jar. Cause I'm always like, I'm a brand and marketing strategist, but yet you just told me something that like, I know, but I needed to come from you. I couldn't think that thought myself. And it's so true. Like I could totally see why you need that because it would be so much more efficient and likely effective because someone has an outsider perspective and outsider perspective is so helpful, which is why you're so valuable to so many business owners, because it's so frustrating to them trying to do it themselves. Um well, another question about like, since you're on social media so much for your clients and how you use it professionally, a lot of people use social media for networking and for growing their network and for getting clients. Do you use social media as a primary means to get your clients or are the ways you've got your first, you know, 3 to 5 clients different? Are they on social media? Are they referrals? How did you get your clients? For
1: my first 3 to 5 clients, for my first clients for virtual assisting where it was just I would take any work, I would say that I got them from Instagram. Um for my specific social media clients, it's definitely been through connections and people that I know and um, I think you talk a little about this sometimes in that. Um, investing in like courses and different like learning opportunities has been beneficial for me in a way that I've made connections to the other people who were taking those online courses and that's kind of been one of my um, my best ways to to find clients. It's. It's just like like when you're trying to sell a house, like you're not going to hire someone that you've never met to be your realtor if you know a realtor. So making the connections and having um, having people refer me or saying, um, oh, I heard that Susie's doing that now. That's kind of been the best way for me to um, to find my clients. My most recent client found me on Instagram, but she's a person that I know in person from church. So like like she wouldn't have known about me had she not followed my personal account to begin with and seen that I started a business doing this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. definitely got people, you know, and I think that goes with, goes for a lot of sales businesses.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Referrals are huge. And to your point, like if this all goes back to our comment that we made earlier about like college being like a more of a social experience than just educational. It's like, it's kind of the same with like, the courses we've taken. Cause you and I have both taken a bunch, like the actual material is helpful. Yes. But I feel like the connections we've made and the people we've been exposed to are really what we got out of it.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so one thing we like to ask all of our guests is, and you know, a little bit about why we call our podcast a better way. Um, is that we're always seeking a better way to mom and to be an entrepreneur and want to share that with other women. If you were to share a better way with fellow mompreneurs based on your own experience, what would it be and why? Um, Excuse me. My
1: better way suggestion, I'm going
0: to quote
1: um, Emily P Freeman here. She has a book that's called the next right thing. And she also has a podcast that's called the next right thing. And she just, every episode and every chapter of the book is just about doing the next right thing. And that's what I would suggest, um, to any mom that's either starting out or that's just frustrated in her business and can't find that better way is, um, like last night when Wells was up from, um, 12 AM to 3 AM. Um, and I had very much expected for those hours to be catching up on client work. Um, the next right thing that I can do today is hope that he takes a really good afternoon nap. And if that doesn't work out, then the next right thing that I can do is work this evening. And like, I can only take it one step at a time. And that's kind of what Emily um, just teaches in her in what she's, in what she's doing um, with her book and her podcast is just saying, take one step at a time. Um, What's the next one thing that you can do that would be the right step in the direction that you want to go. And um I don't have that perfect, it doesn't look perfect for me, but it sounds really good um to take one step at a time. And that's just kind of the day by day that I'm living by right now.
0: I love it. Maybe that's our next book review that Daniel and I need yeah, to do. She's wonderful. So cool. it's yeah. It's a good book. Yeah. Learn from it. Which, by the way, ma- major kudos to um, Susie right now because she is doing this podcast with an eleven-month-old <laughs> crawling on her, and I don't think I could do it with as much grace in calm and oh. <laughs> confidence as she is right now. Like she is literally a living, breathing example of everything that we are about right now, and you're totally <laughs> killing it in like all the good ways. Um, so, before we break, I do just want to make sure that our guests. Um, our our audience knows where to find more about you. So where can they find you on social, your website, or any offerings that you have? Um, What's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Awesome. Um, My Instagram is my most, like my biggest presence. Um, I'm built virtual on Instagram. Um, My website is currently being (laughs) created by an awesome website designer um, because that is not my specialty so make sure that you're finding people that are experts in their field to do your things because when I tried to do my website it was overwhelming so um, yes Instagram is the best place to find me right now I'm also on Facebook um I just have a page called built virtual and um, I would love to visit with people about just um how to optimize their social media to grow their business
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susie. I'm so excited for our listeners who are going to hear this. There's a lot of great gems and I hope you will all reach out and connect with Susie as a follow-up. Um, cause she's not only an awesome social media manager, but she's just a great person and really fun. So, um, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Courtney. You're always so good at interviewing people. I always feel like you have the best things to say. <laughs> oh, Thanks. You're way too sweet. Um, Well, I'm going to say bye to you for now, but Susie, I'm going to see you in 20 minutes for a client (laughs) call for anyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.